Welcome to the Coach's Wife 308. I'm your host, Megan Spargo. Here, we're going to be exploring everything from personal development, health, and wild new ideas from the curious perspective of a small town coach's wife. If you're curious like me, you're in the right place. Let's get on with today's episode. So welcome to today's podcast, The Coach's Wife 308. Today, I have Katie Gutzman on. Katie is a leadership and personal development coach trained through Coactive Training Institute, Positive Intelligence, and Working Genius. She's an experienced marketing freelancer with nearly 20 years experience in brand strategy, website development, content creation, and project management. She draws all her experience and skills together as the owner of Friday Freelance, Katie Welcome to oh, The Coach's thanks, Wife. thanks, Megan. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Oh, so glad to hear that. So I like to start at the very beginning to see the full journey of what brought really cool guests like you from where you were to where you are. So tell me about where you grew up and kind of the journey that got you to here. Yeah, so I'm originally from Albion, Nebraska. I was born and raised on a farm and always loved agriculture and marketing and creativity type uh, projects. And so I went to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and studied agribusiness and agri-marketing and then worked in the industry, mainly with seed companies for several years in a marketing capacity. And then, you know, the journey has taken me to live in a rural place, raising our family and live in Pender, Nebraska. And it's just been a really cool journey with trying to figure out exactly how to, um, you know, chase your dreams while you're living in a small town in rural Nebraska. So I was blessed enough to kind of have a bit of an entre- entrepreneurial spirit and uh, step into a freelance marketing role where I was able to just be home with my kids, put them as a priority while also um, pursuing some career ambitions that I had. And then the role has evolved into this coaching opportunity that I'm, I have just fully stepped into and am truly loving every minute of it. Oh, that's awesome. There's a couple things I want to unpack there. I love living in a small town, Nebraska. And it's really funny because when we were in Bankelman, Southwest Nebraska, and I remember my husband was, you know, asking me, we were getting ready to move from a little bit bigger town, I guess a class B school, as we would say here <laughs> in Nebraska. And he's a teacher and he's like, have, have you heard of Bankelman? I'm like, yes. <laughs> We are not moving to Bankelman and we've been here about eight years now. And it's really funny because I love the lifestyle. I, you know, I think once I let go of some kind of egoic thoughts about, you know, wanting to be somewhere bigger, this is a really fun, enjoyable place to live. And that's kind of one thing I like to showcase here on the Coach's Wife 308. I put we're 308 <laughs> for the area code, and I think that kind of just showcases, you know, um, where we are. We love we love our 402s <laughs> as well. And say I'm, I'm representing the 402. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We have a few on there, so that's great. The other thing I love to hear about and love to see is women who do end up following their dreams and kind of create a lifestyle that's definitely what I think is more fitting to how we want to be, you know, in our lives as far as, you know, raising a family, maybe taking care of the house. But I feel like we do have so much to offer in other capacities. And so it's been a really cool thing to see many, many women be able to create the life that works for the way that we want to live. And it sounds like that's something that you have been able to do here. 
So congratulations. You started out kind of in mm-hmm. corporate, you would say, with doing marketing. And did you do that for about 20 years? Uh, no, I'd say that was closer to like 12 to 14 years that I worked for in some capacity for a corporate organization. Okay. And what made you step out and kind of take the leap and open up Friday Freelance? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, of course, like all journeys, not not linear, uh, lots of twists and turns that get right. you to where you're going. <laughs> but I, I really, you know, spent I spent some a year at home with our kids. Um, I took on some different roles when we moved to the small town. And it really came down to like trying to identify what are the things that I, you know, have really enjoyed doing in my life and where I know I add value and have just some expertise. And then also trying to figure out, okay, how do I merge that with the fact that I am a mom right now? And that is a priority that's really important to me. And I want to make sure that I'm living that out loud and being able to be there for our kids and then also tap into this not this depth of knowledge that I have of this wealth of experience. And so it really just kind of sat down. I feel really silly saying that I didn't have like a real structured business plan. I want to say it was a little bit more of a leap of faith of I'm going to throw this out into the world with all the different things that I have capacity in doing and then step into it from that way. So I, it wasn't like it was a real thought out plan. It was a bit of a leap of faith of, okay, what are, what are my priorities and where does this align um, and how can I make this work? And so I was really blessed that luckily through industry connections was able to build a business that, you know, had, had fun getting to do some of the freelance marketing for companies. And there's a lot more freelance than I ever imagined. <laughs> do you feel that your time spent with your kids for a year kind of gave you a little bit of that space you needed to you know, have those thoughts with yourselves and think about like, well, this, this is one way that I want to live my life. And this is kind of my gifts, my depth of knowledge, and how can I kind of put that together? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm really thankful that I took the time off to just, you know, spend that time with them. But it really, it, it made me realize that I, I do have this career ambition side of me that needs to be tapped into and that needs to be fueled. I admire stay-at-home moms that stay home all the time. I think it's an incredible, incredible job and they do incredible work. But I knew that I needed a bit of a hybrid. I think I'm kind of that type of person that just they don't lean far one way or another. And I was hoping for a bit of a hybrid situation. So I have a friend that she had this, every time I would visit with her on Zoom, she'd have this saying in the background that says, create the life you wish existed. And so I always feel like that's stuck with me. And I mean, not that I can say I have, you know, the perfect life or we have it all figured out by any means. We're always a work in progress, but it really has always spoke to me that I want to prioritize my family, but I also have career ambitions that are important and I don't want to deny those. Oh, I think that's such a beautiful thing to hear and so cool to be in a time of history where that's something that we can do is create the life you wish you existed. And it's really funny because my kids are, I almost have three teenage girls right now. I have a 12 year old, a 14 year old and a 16 year old. And I worked most of the time. And now is a time where I'm like, man, this is where I kind of like to lean in a little bit more to that (laughs) homemaking um, side, which has never really been much of an interest to me, but my husband coaches all the sports and I'm like, okay, yeah, I see where there's just kind of a domestic side of me, like kind of leaning that way or really wanting to um, 
take up some of that space in my house. So it's really funny how it kind of starts to, it just wiggles, I guess, and changes, but I definitely feel you on having those career ambitions and, and wanting to do some things. And the podcast is one of those ways that I just really, I think one of my gifts is just as a connector, you know, I can really like, Oh my goodness, you need to meet Katie. She's great with this. And so the podcast for me feels like such a great platform for people to see what's out there and especially what's here in Nebraska. I mean, I'm just floored by the guests that I've had, the caliber of people that have been on the podcast and and what they know about. So that's... I love that you're speaking voice into that because I do really feel like that there is this powerful dynamic of this is a time that we do get to live and work wherever we want to. And like, what a gift that that truly is. And so like getting to raise your kids in a small town, yet you have the world at your doorstep is such a, it's it's like unprecedented, the things that are possible. And I love that you're giving voice to rural people who are doing some really amazing things in their small little towns. And like the rural light landscape is changing. And it's, it's just cool to like be connected to other people that are also seeing that, understanding that and living that. So kudos to you. You can tell you have a love for it. <laughs> I do. It's really funny. I worked in, you know, economic development for about six years And, you know, that just still really important, but I think it just kind of that time expired for me. But man, through that time, it became very clear as I was giving talks on, you know, housing and, you know, the job landscape. And I'm like, man, this is the best place to live. And, you know, I asked you earlier about having that space and time as, you know, you stayed with your kids. That's one thing that, that I'm like, I just have more room more space to really think about that. So, well, thank you and kudos to you for what you're doing. And I want to get into that a little bit more. I love the coaching realm. I, th- I just find it to be so fascinating. And it looks like with your business, you have two different routes. The first one looks, you know, kind of more related to business with brand strategy, website design, and freelance projects. But I also see that you work with people on positive intelligence. And I went through positive intelligence Oh, last year, I guess. And we can talk a little bit more about that and working genius. And then you also do one-on-one coaching. And so I want to dive into both of those. Let's, let's start with the business side of things. And I guess another question I would have with that is, were you coaching business and then kind of noticed that maybe there was some development competencies that really needed to be addressed before people could really go on and and build that strategy or that brand. Absolutely. I mean, your intuition is spot on. Um, and I, I'm truly on in like a transition period right now mm-hmm. in the fact that I have this whole vast background of the marketing and am really pivoting more my business more towards the coaching and the one-on-one and, and having these programs that are offering people the opportunity to explore their personal and professional development and growth. And what has been really interesting is there has always been that underlying part of what I'm doing. I just never really was able to name it as coaching. I just probably either didn't believe in my capacity to do that. Um, I think just built my my awareness and my confidence in that in the marketing side of things. It's like, oh, you know what? Really, a lot of the conversations that are bringing me to life are actually a bit more of this growth and development of like the vision of what they are trying to create and make in their lives and then building some strategy around how to make it real and how to stay with them and to have the confidence and the capability and the accountability to move forward on 
this path that sometimes is daunting for people to be skating towards. So that's it's been interesting to see how it has it does have some interweaving and and some some relatedness to one another. Absolutely, we actually did um, the positive intelligence through my organization that I worked with, and it was really it was interesting. It was super fun to do with a group of people and people that I worked with. So we could be like, yeah, you're clearly an overanalyzer. (laughs) We could kind of talk about that. The positive intelligence program has just been such, it's been such a game changer for me of like understanding and giving language to how people can say how they sabotage themselves. But then I love that they have the ability to step forward and sage and the way that the program is set up. And I love that you actually know exactly what I'm talking about. And the fact that it's like, you're, (laughs) you're walking that walk alongside others, discovering about yourself of like, here's how I'm holding myself back, how I'm getting in my own way. And then here's some tools to help you step forward with a little bit, a little bit better and kinder way of going about things for yourself. So it, it is, it's, it, it's so awesome to see how people are wired. I just, I think that's probably one of my favorite things. Oh, it is. The human condition is fascinating to me. Yeah. So, and we can give the listeners a little bit of an insight into what that was. So I think I read on yours, I can't remember what your saboteurs were. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Do you want to? Yes. I'm a people pleaser, hyperachiever and hypervigilant. <laughs> <laughs> I am also, I think people pleaser was my third. I am restless and hyperachiever and then a people pleaser. And so I'm like looking at this hyperachiever and we're getting coached. I'm like, I really don't see the issue here. <laughs> And so I'm working with someone who was like an overthinker and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're taking so long on everything. So it was so funny. It is so funny to that, that hyper, <laughs> hyper rational, very like much in their mind. And then, yeah, the hyper achiever driven, completely different, just, you know, and it's all based on ways we learn to survive in the world, you know, and it's like, it, it, I love how it explores your past, but then it also gives you all these amazing tools to step forward in a lot. It's just a different way. And I feel like For sure. I want to say better, but I do feel like it is a better in a different way. Yeah. They, cause they call it the saboteurs and then stepping into your sage. And I liked how that kind of just that wise mind part of it. And man, that was really helpful in, in that discovery of self. And then also, you know, as you work with a group and like, okay, now I see why you're driving me crazy all the time or why, you know, we might have a hard time working together based off, you know, maybe our childhood woundings or, yeah. you know, yep, it is. all of that. And just the power that that has in a group dynamic. I, I think that, that and, I, and I think that, you know, nowadays you bring your whole self to work. And so, oh, you know, sure. all of those pieces of how you are wired and being able to compassionately observe somebody and understand where they're coming from, it just makes that communication so much richer, it's so much more meaningful. And it's just, I feel like really impactful on both personal and professional relationships. I, I would 100% agree. And I don't know if this is good or bad, but I remember talking to one of my coworkers and they were just like going back and forth. And I'm like, is there a chance that your saboteur is coming? So, but, and, you know, attached, approaching it with kind of some humor and being able to laugh like that. So there you go, people check out that positive intelligence, because that was I I think it was a a game changer. I think so, too. It is fun to just um, sometimes you're not even aware of your own ways you're sabotaging yourself. But it is when you go with somebody through the program, you're like, 
oh, I can see that clear as day. Like your hyperachiever is trying to do all these things. And yeah, so it is, it is good to have that, um, that lens for the, from the group coaching standpoint. I, I do oh appreciate that. So, oh, that was funny. So yeah, as a hyperachiever, what I, one thing I noticed with me is I would be like, I'll do it. I'll do it. You're taking so long here. Let me just help you with mm-hmm. that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm doing everybody's work. <laughs> What is my job? And um, it wasn't, you know, my boss or anything. It was really my own, my own self and not being able to, to really see the bigger picture or place any boundaries. And so it was helpful for my coworkers and my boss and myself to really see, (laughs) see that and kind of stopping some of those conflicts before they even arose. Absolutely. And I think the way the dynamic of certain saboteurs play together, like the people pleaser and the hyperachiever can have a lot of things that kind of um, overlap with one another. Boundaries <laughs> being one of them. You you name that one right away. So clearly you've got key key learnings. <laughs> you know, and even outside of you know just seeing all of our saboteurs, when we sat together and we would do the PQ reps, that was. I mean, to me, that really came up to a growth edge when we're sitting for twelve minutes, and I'm like, that, you know, the restless person in me. I'm like. Oh my gosh, we have to do a 12 minutes. No. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> but and it was definitely helpful. Yeah, and they they have it broken up. Did you have the focus of the days and the coach challenges so that you actually um, inter- yeah. intercept throughout yes. the day? I do think that that's an, a really interesting piece of the puzzle that maybe a lot of other, like the insight comes from that one-on-one coaching. Um, and I love those conversations as well. But I do think that's something that's interesting with the positive intelligence is having that daily reconnection to your body and yourself is just super important. Positive intelligence. So that one, you know, we kind of covered Amanda Fairley. She was on earlier in some of my earlier podcasts and she did working genius and then one-on-one coaching. And so did you develop one-on-one coaching kind of after you had um, trained with positive intelligence and working genius? Uh, no. So I actually started with the one-on-one coaching is sort of, I went down that path to get trained and then, and then in current, currently going through the certification program to get officially certified, um, in the one-on-one that's the coactive training Institute piece of it. And then I just honestly stumbled upon the positive intelligence and the working genius along the way and felt like they were really complementary to what I am trying to do with the one-on-one coaching. And really, it's just building that self-awareness for people, both in how they sabotage themselves, but then also where their geniuses lie. That working genius thing really like was a light bulb for me and probably helped inform my pivot understanding a little bit of like, okay, why am I so energized by certain conversations with clients? And why are certain tasks and activities very draining for me. And I'm a wonder and discerner. So I'm at the like very high altitude, (laughs) lots of conversations, lots of questions and wondering about the direction. And some of the work I had been doing in the marketing role was very tenacious. And so I was like, gosh, why am I struggling to get some of that stuff done? Or I feel totally zapped at the end of the day when I've had a long day of tenacity work. So it really was like, again, it's this like, duh, It should make sense. But then it's like putting the language to it and the awareness around it of like, oh, I could I could do this one all day long and be fine. And this this one maybe is a little bit harder. So it was just a lot of they both really impacted me personally and they were in line with the direction I wanted to take the conversations around the one-on-one coaching. So it all felt together really beautifully, which is crazy. 
So you may have kind of already touched on it, but how would you say you were impacted by the work of positive intelligence and and working genius? I know you said it kind of informed your pivot. Was there some other stair steps that kind of led to that part? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's quite a few things that sort of that all came together. I think I was kind of understanding that maybe I, I wasn't like the way I was so excited about the work initially when I started the freelance business and where I was kind of feeling I was heading and even in that current state, it was like something was off, but I couldn't quite figure out exactly what it was. And like I said, there was several different things that happened. But um, one of the main things that happened was that my son actually had a health issue that ended up in order to support him and, and take care of him. I basically had to really shut down a lot of the work that I was doing and just to be able to support him for several months in order to build him back to health. And I'm so thankful I had the flexibility to do that. Uh, And he's doing great now. And so, but because of that, and I was doing the coaching in the process of all of that, it was like this unique opportunity that I honestly feel like was such a gift that I think came down for me of saying like, okay, you're not going to figure it out or you're not going to be brave enough to step into it. I'm going to have to shut you all down in order for you to recalibrate what you're going to do. And so that break that I had during that time, and, and also just, it was, it was a hard time parenting someone who was going through a health issue it just gave me a lot of clarity around like what I'm doing and what I want to do. And, you know, I think kind of recognizing how much you just have one life to live and how important it is to be really true to yourself and doing the work that is important to you and is making an impact. And so that all kind of happened. And then these, these um, positive intelligence and working genius also came into the mix right around all the same time. So I I find it just super interesting that that evolution had never happened had I not had kind of a, I had to take a break. (laughs) I had a forced break. A forced break. And then kind of, you know, man, I really feel like we grow so much during those times, those really difficult times. That's kind of where we start to become who we are. When you started your business for Friday Freelance, who were your clients and how did you work with them? Yeah. So when I first started, I was really lucky because I was able to do some work with the Center for Rural Affairs, getting to teach some classes and like helping small businesses just figure out some very basic marketing tools and frameworks. And then it evolved into a little bit more of helping clients, you know, really get a vision for what they were trying to create, making sure that it aligned with all of their business goals and objectives, and then formulating a marketing strategy that that helped them get along the way. And that consisted of, you know, quite a bit of like the visioning, but then the, the, I don't want to say day to day, because a lot of times there was a um, in-house marketing person, but helping them just have conversations and stay the course as to what we had built and then evaluating exactly what we're doing and then, you know, repositioning as, as necessary. So that was that evolution. And then I just also had lots of freelance projects of helping companies with their seed guide, or there was still quite a bit of work in the ag- agriculture space just with the contacts that I had. So it was a little bit of a mixed bag of a lot of different things, but that was a kind of a short version of what, what the marketing looked like. I guess I should say too. And then I really got into website development and like just brand identity. So yeah. Did you, I guess, start to notice, especially while you were in there, or were you just able to like pick out some 
deficient, not deficiencies, but just some areas that people weren't getting, Mm -hmm. I guess. And and did you see a pattern of what that was? Yeah. From the market, from the marketing standpoint. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that a lot of times it's being really clear on who your, your target market is and then speaking to them about what their problems are and what solution and how you make their life easier. And then oftentimes people would forget just a call to action. You know, it, it was not rocket science by any means on some of the stuff that we were uncovering, but it just took some conversation and some clarity around what it was, what that person was trying to do and then having them speak it. And then we would articulate it and get it into just a, a nicer written communication piece, whether that was a website or some marketing collateral or what exactly that needed to look like. I feel like I'm getting like free advice just by putting out <laughs> well, a podcast. Yes. Well, if you ever want to talk, if you ever want to talk marketing, I'm, I'm happy to talk marketing. You're, so. you're, the, girl, you're the girl. I yeah. love it. Oh, that's, that's really neat. I love hearing about marketing, you know, and, and people building business. And I think one thing that stuck out to me as you were talking was really just creating that clear vision mm-hmm. and then kind of staying the course. What do you see takes people off course from their vision? From a marketing standpoint or from like the yeah. individual coaching side of things? We'll start, yeah, we'll start with that marketing standpoint. Let's see. So what takes them off course from their vision? I think that a lot of times entrepreneurs are very like whatever the next idea is. And so I think they have a hard time like Mm -hmm. following through with a specific task or idea, seeing it to the end and then being able to evaluate and make it better. They oftentimes, and I I honestly see this because I also have troubles with it at times where it's like (laughs) these squirrels of like, oh, maybe I should be doing that rather than executing an entire plan and then taking the time to say, okay, what worked, what didn't, and what can we change to move forward? So I just think it's distractions. I think we're in a highly distracted society. So that goes for both the marketing and the personal, but definitely in the marketing side, it's just, it's just, you know, taking the time to put together a plan. And I generally said six to 12 months is a good plan. And then evaluating what that plan did or didn't do, if it, if it got you closer to your goals or if it took you away from your goals and just making those refinements and adjustments from there. Do you feel like the evaluations part of things is something that's missing when it comes to business marketing and probably individual as well? Yeah. And I think sometimes we can make that evaluation mean something. And I I laugh because this positive intelligence comes into it too, is that you just want to come at it as a very judgmental, like exploratory type of frame. So like, here's what we did, you know, and no judgment as to whether it was right or wrong. It's just everything is a learning opportunity to refine and define what you want to do moving forward. So I do think that people just don't take the time. They just oftentimes are so busy, especially if they're an entrepreneur wearing a lot of hats that it's like, oh, I'll do that later. And it's, it's having someone who can keep you accountable to like, hey, let's just revisit that, you know, every quarter to see like, are we on track? What modifications do we need to make? And just moving, moving ahead in that direction. Yeah. As I talk to you, I really feel like what's true in the micro is true in the macro. So kind Mm -hmm. of what's true for a human is (laughs) true for a business. And I think about, you know, mindfulness and that's one thing we talk about quite a bit and, you know, just that clarity and non-judgmentally. So approaching everything, you know, what we talk about in, in being mindful is, you know, taking a look at yourself, becoming the observer. So no longer are you, your thoughts or your feelings, your results or anything like that. You kind of put a little bit of space between you 
and your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors, your results, everything. And so then you can look at it non-judgmentally. I mean, that's like one of the tenants that we see and like, okay, what's, what's working and what's not. So it's really approaching things from a neutral standpoint, which I think goes against kind of how we were almost like programmed to look at the world as far as like good or bad or right or wrong. So it's really some training in and and looking at things from a neutral standpoint. Yeah, thank you. Exactly right. And I think that that's just, um, there is these conditions of how we were raised and it's this like retraining and reprogramming how we how we think about things and what we make of things that we're thinking about. And so it, it takes space. It takes, you know, intentionality and it takes space to just have those conversations and, and build and just know that you're building, you know, foundation after foundation. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. So yeah. Tell me about where your business is right now and where you'd like to take it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, over the course of the past year have been making this transition more intentionally towards the coaching. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel like I'm still in the, like, I, I don't know, you know, exactly how it's going to go, but I know that like, I'm just chasing what I'm curious about and what I'm really is bringing me joy. And it's, it is a mix of both some more strategic type marketing. So I'm like, I don't know that I'm ever going to be able to get fully away from that. I do love those Mm -hmm. conversations, the clients that I have right now, it's a lot more of that. I'm using my wonder working genius to have those conversations that are a bit more strategic and bigger picture, and then building a plan that suits that. From a coaching perspective, I I feel like that's where I'm really wanting to build a bit more breadth of my offerings. And, And I really have made tremendous strides over the last six months um, in repositioning that. But I, I, I love the group coaching, the positive intelligence. I love leading groups through those conversations and those experiences. Mm-hmm. I use the working genius both in an indiv- in individual sessions and one-on-one coaching sessions to just help build awareness for the person. And then I also have some leadership development programs that I'm working with some organizations in Nebraska to just have these concepts brought in kind of workshop style for these leadership sessions. So those are all things that like, I'm really loving all of that work right now. And just, it's, it's just giving me tremendous joy, but I, I love the, the deeper, more meaningful conversations about how we're showing up in the world with a lot more intentionality. So whether that be marketing or whether that's more from a personal standpoint, I, I just, I, I really have found that um, I'm still figuring a lot of things out, which aren't we all at all times, but I can tell that, that um, I'm really enjoying that the coaching part of it and the leadership and program development um, that I'm getting to do right now. Oh, that's super cool. I like that. Do you work, would you say like your one-on-one coaching is a lot of times with higher level leadership of organizations? Yeah, so I think that um, what I'm finding is that it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but there are some commonalities between I'm working a lot with moms who are also have an entrepreneurial spirit who either have their own business right now, or they they just have some tendencies of they're trying to make they're trying to figure out that balance of the being a mom and also having career aspirations very much like where I, I've yeah, been as well. So, for sure. um, but not to say that I don't also, I have a few male clients that, you know, it's just how, how they step forward with a bit more intentionality and defining what it is of the life that they want. So, like I said, I don't necessarily have my 
niche quite defined yet. I'm just in this exploratory phase where I'm enjoying those deeper, more meaningful conversations of, of what brings people to life. I love that. I love the exploratory phase. Um, I don't know. I think that might be like my word of 2024 is just <laughs> let's explore. Let's go, you know, let's let's dig a little bit deeper and ask some of these bigger questions. I love this conversation and, you know, I want to be respectful of your time. Is there anything you would want to that I haven't asked that you would like to share with the listeners today? Well, first off, let me just say I've enjoyed our conversation as well. Oh, so, you. Uh, you know, Megan, you're very much have a lot of warmth and light about you. Just, uh, you know, I think I was, I was, uh, you know, at first, like, I'm not sure what all we're doing here, but you, you absolutely made it such a inviting experience. So you are a great podcast leader and I, I'm excited for you to, uh, to see what, what comes for you. As far as other things I'd like to share, you know, I just... I feel like we are in a really cool time right now where, you know, there is the accessibility to be able to connect with people virtually and in person and really dive deep into like what it is that you want to define as impactful and meaningful in your life. And so I have been touched by the coaching experience personally with how um, people that have helped bring some stuff to the surface for myself. And so I just, I, I don't know. I think it's becoming a little more mainstream more than what it used to be as far mm-hmm. as like with the coaching availability and understanding. Yeah. So I just, I think as people explore, you know, if they're in a transition or they're trying to figure things out, I would just definitely tell them to lean into that curiosity and, and really lean into the power of what a coach can do. Just creating that gift for yourself of space on your calendar where you get to have That's conversations sure. around how you're living your life. You're oftentimes so busy living it that you don't like pull up the the bigger picture of how am I living this life and am I doing yeah. it with intention? Oh, I couldn't agree more. I love having coaches. I have had, you know, several life coaches on this call. And one thing I say, it's like having a weekly or, you know, bi-monthly meeting to strategize you, to strategize your life. And, you know, another thing I think about is you know, there's one person we're going to spend our entire lives with, and that's ourselves. And I think it's a gift to ourselves. And I think it's a gift to those around us as we explore us, explore, you know, our own gifts. I think we were all made individually and on purpose with, you know, certain gifts. And so, you know, defining out what that is and really starting to uncover that, I think is good for the entire world. So I don't think I, that could be any more eloquently said what you just said. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so true. It's, it's a gift to yourself and it is a gift to those around you. It really, it just makes such an, a difference. And that's, that's what we're here for is to figure out how we, how we make our, our difference. Well, I love it, Katie. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been it's been a pleasure. Oh, I have I have absolutely enjoyed this conversation so much. So thank you for inviting me on, Megan. I appreciate what you're doing, yeah. and um, I'm just like I said, excited to see where things take you, and, and appreciate the connection. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.